experts. A lot of stuff has happened. And two, I'm going to re release those uh, pods we recorded last week. But, you know, they'll get out there. Anyways. Super Bowl week. <laughs> it's Super Bowl called the hose. What is it? Yeah. Super. <laughs> what Quavo say? Super, I don't know. Yeah, something the Super Bowl. It. Yeah. Call the call the hose. <laughs> call the hose, everybody. It's Super Bowl week. Anyways, breaking news. The latest news is uh multifaceted or two-layered, we could say. Um, number one, Lovey Smith was announced as the Texans new head coach, uh, promoted from the team's defensive coordinator coordinator to head coach. Do you want to comment on this now or do you want me to give you the uh second layer of news that went with it um no nah, you can go ahead and give me the next one son all right according yeah, to moving. cbs sports <laughs> or cbs <laughs> nfl brian flores lawyers say texas only texans only hired lovey smith over brian flores because of ex dolphins coaches lawsuit versus nfl um and there's a quote Mr. Flores is happy to hear that Texans have hired a black coach, Lovey Smith, as Mr. Flores' goal in bringing his case is to provide real opportunities for black minority candidates to be considered for coaching and executive positions with the NFL. However, we would be remiss not to mention that Mr. Flores was one of three finalists for the Texans head coach position, and after a great interview and mutual interest, it is obvious that the only reason Mr. Flores was not selected was his decision to stand up against racial inequality across the NFL. I'm going to yeah, throw that uh, dead fish on you, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, but also I feel like we knew that was the game. Like, we know how the NFL goes. He wasn't – once that lawsuit was filed, he was not getting a head coaching job ever again in this league. That's done. Um, he's he's so pretty much so said as much in his interview. So you think that's a um, permanent thing? I think he kind of. I think it's for a while. I don't know if yeah. he might. Somebody might take a flyer on him, but it's gonna be for a while. He's gonna be pretty much black, out of a head coaching position for a good minute. Because okay. the way those NFL owners are, like they're—I mean, they're spiteful people. So like they're not gonna be eager to bring him in for a job. Most yeah. of them, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it could be the case. So I feel like it's kind of game. You want to get a job this cycle for sure? Definitely wouldn't that happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I also I feel like um the thing about giving opportunities to minority candidates of uh, is this really an opportunity or is this a uh um a we quota. suck let's just yeah we suck let's just get a, another black guy in here and not hire josh mccown um uh, let's let another black guy take this little fall fail fall real quick and then we'll go on about our day uh, maybe because <laughs> i mean that's I, I, that's the thing <laughs> but my jones pointing out about the the tanking thing with Stephen ross and brown floyd's like so that's true you just wanted you hired the black guy you want to pay the black guy to lose because you didn't plan on actually winning yeah like you know what yeah. i'm saying so like it actually kind of winning with lovey smith because like when are you gonna win yeah like truthfully Texans aren't going anywhere in your future right their future is very like five wins is probably the cap for them in the near future unless yeah uh, i mean something still pending drastically on... changed yeah something drastic changes right like their future is very middling yeah, especially with Watson um, and his right, availability right. and whether he's going to be with the team next year or not. Um, yeah, just and play Peter Devils. Popoff in the in the uh, in the front <laughs> office in the front office. Yes, um, <laughs> just to play uh, devil's advocate on that, 
Um, I mean, I think you're probably right. Um, just to give the flip side of it is I think Flores overall, I don't think he was there just to be the guy to lose at Miami and then kick him out. And I only gathered that from Stephen Ross being so willing to bring in Tom Brady um, and, you know, go after the number one pick with Joe Burrow. So I, I don't think, you know, I think that that's a sign that he wanted to win instantly. And you're not bringing in Brady to come in and help uh, tank your team. And then flip side of that, too, yeah. is, I mean, they just paid out Cauley's three-year you know, contract. I mean, if they just mm-hmm. wanted to keep a guy in there just to keep him losing, I mean, why pay out a three-year contract just to, you know, give somebody else more money to do it for you? Yeah, yeah. That that Cully thing is weird because, like, y'all knew y'all were going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. And he, he he really actually overachieved in that job. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so it's like, why, why are we firing him in a year? Um, yeah. But also, think, yeah, it could, you can look at it that way. Almost you can be like, they hired Lovey Smith to cover the tracks that they hired this other black dude to fail. Like, ah, Maybe. ah, the block's hot. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Josh McCown being a finalist for this job is the most mind-boggling thing of all of this. Yeah. Like, that man's a whole finalist. That man's mm-hmm. barely coached his high school. Yeah. Barely. He was, like, you know, a nice backup. Well, there's I, apparently, I yeah, I mean, there's a reason why, <laughs> I mean, how many decades has he spent in the NFL as a backup? Uh, so... It kind of doesn't. I mean, of course, it surprises me, but it kind of doesn't surprise me. I mean, definitely head coaching position. Um, maybe jump into jump. an OC role yeah. uh, would be a little bit more appropriate. Right. But yeah, I mean, with all the teams yeah, that yeah. he's played with and everything, and uh, apparently, like around the league, everybody loves Josh McCown. I don't know. That's just oh, what sure. I've heard. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Part of me does think, Brian, this probably would have been Brian Flores's job. Now, whether that it's probably better though that he's not getting this job. <laughs> yeah, this is better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Getting Texas job is not that. No, no, I, I wouldn't want that job. No, no. I mean, if um, yeah, he probably will get for money about. hidden in the. They probably got Todd money hidden in the pipes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Shout out, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> the pipes are underground now, all throughout Houston. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's that's never happening again. That exactly. is done. <laughs> well, uh, Lovey Smith, do you uh, do you see success with that, or do you think that it is a prop for failure? Uh, I see it being a Lovey Smith thing where they might have the same record they had this year. Like, Lovey Smith doesn't inspire much in me as a head coach. You know, but I've seen him a couple places like, you know, Lovey Smith, he's got a job. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, the most inspiration uh, <laughs> he's ever exuded or I've ever uh, absorbed from him is that one time they had a big win at Illinois and they carried him off the field. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that yeah. Yo, dude failed, at, dude failed at Illinois, bro. He was good his first year there. He was. But it's and like, he was looking up. It, yeah, it's like Levy hasn't really succeeded much outside of those early Bears years with yeah. Rex Grossman, which is an accomplishment. I mean, the man got the man got somewhere with Rex Grossman. That can never yeah. be understated. But yeah. then after that, Spinley, he's just you know he's he's a fine middle. He's a fine. He's not. He's a safe he's hire, a, I guess. Right. He's a good. I mean, he he may be one of those guys we argue like a, a Dan Quinn 
where we say, hey, Dan Quinn, much better as your coordinator. Keep keep him as a defensive coordinator. I think Lovey right, Smith may right. be that too, because he's pretty good. I mean, I think the Texans were I mean, they overachieved in every aspect pretty this uh right. pretty much this season, but they had yeah, a pretty yeah. solid defense this year. They did, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But yeah, I, I guess this is the hire Lovey Smith isn't like a oh what a terrible hire. It's also it's not like a oh wow, what a great. It's like a, okay. I think it's yeah. actually the best hire for the Texans just because of all the turmoil and drama yeah. that has, uh, you know, gone on in the past mm-hmm. year in that locker room. I mean, you're keeping a same face, you know, you're kind of, uh, yeah. So you're, you're keeping things familiar. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. All right. Well, the yeah, other that hire sense. that happened today, mm-hmm. or I don't know if it's been officially announced yet, I thought the Saints were going after their special teams coordinator, but they end up hiring their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, is their He's new back. Head coach. He's Dennis back. Allen's back. Yes. Back. Where um, was he at before this? He was at well, then you become head coach for a minute there. When John was him out. Up. I thought he was oh, head coach yeah. for a minute. I think minute. that I think that yeah. was him. Or I, I thought and he's been a head special... coach before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um He's the head coach of the Raiders. From twelve to okay, yeah, 14. that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, um, you know, that's he it's was also born I think in Atlanta was he? I didn't know that. I think the Saints going in house with the hiring makes a lot of sense because uh-huh. it wasn't a situation. It wasn't a culture changing situation. It was a situation where your head coach just you know is burnt out. So I think staying in house with that made a lot of sense for them. So I I think this hire this down hire is fine. I don't think yeah. they have necessarily a strong future anyway, right? Like. They got a lot to no. figure out cap wise, money wise. Um, yes. uh, whether they're gonna have a running back next year, depending yeah. on how things go for uh, Kamara. Yeah. Um, after knocking breaking dude's face. Uh, the Saints this weekend. definitely hot promoted within just because they couldn't afford uh plane tickets for oh, their candidates yeah. to fly. No, in. yeah, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, they can't afford any of that. Um, yeah. Byron Leftwich, did they interview Byron Leftwich? I thought. Are they talking to him at one point? Ah, well, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know about Byron Leftwich, but I just saw today. So, Titus, I have yet to see this man's name in any article or any news press release in this whole nine-team coach carousel that we've had going on. Eric Bieniemy uh, popped up on my radar for the first time today in an article, yeah. and he yeah. took an interview with the Saints. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Since I hadn't heard Eric Bieniemy's name yet, I've kind of just uh, until today. Now that theory is gone, but um, I've just held on to the theory that, all right, I think Andy Reid's pretty much told Eric, "Hey, when I leave, the keys you got are it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's kind of what I thought because his name didn't come up at all in this cycle. So I feel like after the way last year went, he was just like, "Yo, just you know, say hang out." Exactly. <laughs> I, I still you. think yeah. that's kind of the case, and he's still just right. like taking interviews. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of feel like yeah. Because I feel like Andy Reid would be pushing for him more too publicly to, uh, to be right, getting these right. interviews. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Andy's not one of those put the public head coach and waiting title on him. Yeah, because how many guys like actually keep up keep that title and stay there forever? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We put it on him, but I think they have. I think they probably have a real understanding of when Andy's going to be out and he can take yeah. over, which I think is perfect because I think the Chiefs should also just keep that thing rolling as best as possible. You know, yes. keep familiar I mean, faces there. I think so too. Um, I'm gonna look up. Did you look up if um, what's his oh, face? That's what, <laughs> oh, I got you. Yeah, I got it straight. Hold on, I'll give you a second. 
Um, that's why I'm kind of surprised he didn't get a job in this coaching cycle, but I think it might be for the best looking at these franchises and where they are. Yeah, as you look that up, speaking of Byron Leftwich, um, another more recent coaching hire is the Jacksonville Jaguars getting Titus's boy, Doug, getting Doug yes. back into the game. He's hired as head coach. And uh, what's his name? I can't Okay, the Balky. Saints. Sorry, Saints put in an interview request. The Saints did put in an interview request for uh, Byron Leftwich. As a did he take it? I guess that's why that's what I said. Everything says Saints grant interview, grant permission to interview Byron Leftwich. So I, Guess they did it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Dougie P's back, Super Bowl winning Doug Peterson. Yes. Um, I I actually do like the hire for Trevor Lawrence, but I don't like the hire because it's a Jacksonville job and I don't think there's any hope there for anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's <laughs> you a know, it was like a real hopeless mission. The silver lining for the Jacksonville Jaguars is the cons selling the team. <laughs> that is, yeah, right, right. That's the that's the that's the best bet. Yeah, I don't know how Trent Balky's kept this job when nobody in this league likes him. Bro, um, I was telling my dad that they had people don't want to take the job because it's Balky. Like that's yeah. why left was like, if he comes here, you got to, if I come here, you got to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. This and he's not the move. only one who's ex- who's expressed right. That yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. Like a few percent, but Doug was just like. I mean, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, give- I think Doug's mindset is it can't be worse than my relationship with Howie Roseman, but Doug, I think Doug's it can probably be, bro. bored in T Town too. So right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um. So I, I like this hire for Trevor Lawrence. I think he can. I think he does good things, Trevor Lawrence. I definitely think that he can. Um. He's a stable man. You know. Yeah. He doesn't steal confidence. Players do like playing for him. It's just about you know, it's just you know, it's about the concepts and the ideas get a little lost. And I think one of his issues is loyalty to the wrong people on his staff, too, because he was doing a lot of promoting with guys who weren't actually achieving at their current positions, mm-hmm. like trying to promote a wide receivers coach offensive coordinator when the wide receivers were terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's the main thing that did him in it. That's one of the main thing that did him in Philadelphia. Um, so I don't know if that'll be the case in Jacksonville, but I do. I don't I don't hate this. I don't have anything negative to say about this hire. I really don't. Yeah. It's, more about, it's, it's more about the organization than the, than the man at this point with me, with Jacksonville. Doug Peterson. Yeah. Definitely looks like a boat guy, right? For sure, he looks like yeah. Like, him uh, and Lane Kiffin definitely talk boats for exactly. sure. That, now, and, now and, that you say that, that's got to be a visor thing, though. When, when yo, you, see you that, might be on something. When you see uh, you see a visor, you you just see think boat. Yes, yes. I think yeah, I think you're on black there or for sure. white, bro. Because I swear, every right. black guy I've seen with a visor on either has a he's hauling a boat or he's in a boat. <laughs> It's visors and boats are, are just a thing. But yeah, Doug Peterson definitely looks like he'll be in his element in Jacksonville. So hey, maybe the sun exposure will expose him to, I don't know, the secrets of winning. Other news. Mike McDaniel, our 38-year-old biracial angel, Mike McDaniel is now, yes. Now, oh yeah, man, I meant to start out this. <laughs> I meant to start out this podcast, Titus. Scratch it. Titus. Yes. Days ago, there was only one. But now, there's two and a half. That's right. Two and a half black coaches in the NFL. That half being Mike McDaniel. Um, What do you think of the hire? I mean, I guess. Right. (laughs) Like, I (laughs) 
that's my thing, right? The, the, the Shanahan and McVay coaching tree, it's all like, I guess, I guess it'll work. You know, yeah. we'll see. Because these guys don't seem to be, like, the guys from that that staff don't seem to be going to be bad head coaches, right? Like McVay, Shanahan, uh, LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, all those guys seem to run the same circle. So I don't, it doesn't seem to be a bad hire. It's just, you know, I don't know if the, the Dolphins don't give me turnaround job vibes. Something mm-hmm. about them just doesn't give me this is going to be a turnaround because mm-hmm. we got our offensive genius. I think you need an offensive genius, a front office genius, uh, a stadium building genius. Of course, I don't. They, it's a lot that's needed, but mm-hmm. I do think this could be very good for Tua because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's no way you can coordinate and be around Jimmy Garoppolo and you can't help Tua. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's good for Tua. I think it's good for Jalen Waddle. And he'll be given yep. a lot of opportunity, a lot more opportunities, a lot of opportunities to just be an athlete, just mm-hmm. go be an athlete. You know what I'm saying? I think so. I think Tyler's, I think Tyler has some potential. He has some potential. Yeah. Um, and McDaniel, like he's young, he's been around the game forever. So I actually do think it could be a fine hire. It's like, you know, it's fine. Dudes yeah. came on the scene this year. So it was like, yeah, okay. I this this could work. I don't like admitting it that much, but I think McDaniel is probably the best hire for the Dolphins when mm-hmm. Especially if you're going, I mean, he's pretty much the polar opposite of Brian Flores. And yeah, yeah. just to entertain any of the notions that, uh, you know, there was some uh, angst in the locker room or in that coaching staff room, whatever. Well, Mike McDaniel seems to be a very uh, likable and open and vulnerable guy. You know, just a guy right, you right. want to roll something up and smoke it with, you know, so uh yeah, I mean, I think it's if you cool. don't want to, he'll, he'll definitely do it. Yeah, exactly. And you can just Without watch you. him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. What do you think he you talks think, about? I bet he like, draws up offense, offensive schemes. Yo, bro. I think you're. I think that's perfect. Yeah, I think half of these genius plays from. came from that. Half of these plays came from that. He was just like, "What if we put him at running back?" Yes. And he you called think, Kyle Shanahan at four in the morning. You think Kyle's bro, in those bro, sessions bro. with him, bro? I think I was at home with the fam, uh, missing missing the days where you used to be able to be in those sessions. Yes, yeah. And yeah. and he gets called at three in the morning, like, bro, <laughs> think about it. Debo at running back. What if we did it? And Kyle's like, what? What? No, listen. What if we did it though? Like, what if we really did it though? And Kyle's like, get off my phone. And he and he sits back and and wrestling's like. You might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle opens his eyes. That stoner is on to something. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He's, he's, he's uh, like, he's done, he's done it again. <laughs> and now, and now, Steve Samba's on. Yes. <laughs> That's really what I, I think it goes for sure. So, uh, yeah, that I'm sure that um, medical cards already printed and laminated and ready to go for McDaniel. It was, it was in the contract. It was yes. definitely written in the contract. <laughs> Get me my medical card, please. Let them let them make the playoffs this year and watch out Stephen Ross. Uh, watch who uh, Stephen Ross lobbies behind for uh, Miami uh, Governor by Governor of Florida. Yes. See what yes. kind of see what their policies are. See what, yes. see what their policies are. <laughs> where the yeah. Ross money goes. <laughs> That tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> so can we explore, in my opinion, when I saw the headline that Harbaugh was like, you know what, guys, I'm going back to Michigan. 
did that just not scream crap i can't go to miami now i guess i gotta go back to michigan did that screen plan is foiled because that's what it screamed to me well you know me you know i've been i've been on the steven ross angle do his on model like that uh train mm-hmm. but then when the lawsuit dropped and suddenly harbaugh's after his 25 hour interview with the vikings where they had a sleepover and drunk milk and oreos or whatever uh, jim harbaugh be doing and yeah. iron khakis um, <laughs> yeah they pleated their pants together yeah pleated their pants for sure um when that happened, and then suddenly Jim Harbaugh was like, Michigan! Yep. Michigan! How y'all doing? I'm back. Like, when that went down, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> looks, yep. This looks suspicious. Yep. <laughs> Maybe everyone was right. Yep. This is real suspicious. Um, and now his coordinators are leaving Michigan. Do you see that? Yes, Josh Gaddis now He's going, just to, left. Yep, yeah, going just to Miami left. Hurricanes. After signing day is very interesting. Yeah. Well, so, I think he's he got like a, I don't know, a good pay raise. I think I don't know. He was already I, making I'm a bill. Sure. I think at Michigan. Yeah, I'm about to look into that. Yeah, um, you know Miami got their new boosters and staff, so yeah. they, they, they suddenly have football money that they took from the hospital. Um, so they got <laughs> they got good bread down there now. This been so it, it's highly possible he got he got a raise. It's very, but yeah, this yeah the whole about thing. Seem, it, it did it did seem mad suspicious right there. It's like, okay, so this wasn't planned the whole time, huh? Yeah. Planned the it entire did. time. Because the Vikings had the Vikings hired um the Rams defense coordinator very quickly. Very, very quickly after that. Yes. Well, offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. Offensive, I'm sorry, yeah, offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. Because Raheem Morris defense coordinator, yeah. Uh they did that very they made that move very, very swiftly. So it, it does add up. It, it does. Yeah. It, it does. And good. I, I want to give just a little, a, a small clap to Harbaugh and uh, Ross because they had a good scheme. That was a good scheme that they were running, in my opinion. Bro, it was really successful. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It, it was really, it was, <laughs> it was a well thought out plan. Do you think, do you think Flores knew the scheme? And floor, and so that's another reason why Flores threw that out there at, and the timing of it. Yeah, I think I think he figured. I think he's he had a suspicion, and it happens like, see, I told you, I yep. told you, I told you, yep. how, I told you how they do. So I think that's what I think that's how it went. The thing is how it went. <laughs> so Josh Gaddis, he made a total of one point two mil last year, including okay, okay. Um, the bonuses that he achieved. He had a nine hundred k payout. I can't find anything. I don't think there are any details yet on how on much the Miami money. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I it does also speak that it feels like Harbaugh had definitely told him he was gone and told him to go find jobs. Yeah, and then they all went and found jobs. Like, what you mean? I thought, but I'm back now. Or do you think? Um, do you think Harbaugh told Gaddis like, "Hey, man, I'm about to leave this effing place," but. Don't worry, it's yours. <laughs> and then Harbaugh's like, what? "Hey, I'm back." And got that's very, that's highly possible. Yeah, <laughs> we're Brett Favre and Rod the situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's warm down here. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how you think that's how McGaddis' interview went. What when they called him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm good at Michigan." And it was a really he's like, "What's temperature down there?" Like, it's a yeah. nice 65 degrees. Yeah. In February, yeah, I'll catch a flight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, before we get on to grades, 
Odell Beckham, there's a new headline out. Odell says he was close to signing with the Pats or the Saints over the Rams. Yeah, I can see that, especially the Saints, considering that was home. Um, Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The Pats. That's kind of surprising to me. I don't know why he would that Odell <laughs> Odell Beckham does not screen the Patriot way <laughs> to me. Yeah, but Bill Bill likes the Patriot way is it sound good, but Bill be liking talent, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill be liking talent. Cam didn't fit the Patriot way either. Yeah, but he he went for it. I need I need somebody. Yeah, I need. And they're they're both <laughs> friends after that. I mean, they right. still respect yeah. each other. They're still, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think Bill Bill will compromise a little bit, right? Like yeah. he'll compromise sometimes. But yeah, I think that would have been good. I think Patriots would have been good too. Um, actually, that would have been good, and he would have been the number one uh right. target too. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But I think I think this works out well because it gives him the Super Bowl opportunity. It's really not the pressure of a number one either, you know, because I don't know if he needs that right now. I think he kind of needs to take a secondary role, which is weird to say because I don't mm-hmm. feel like he's. I don't feel like he's lost a step. It's just weird, right? Because. Though I did vote him lose a step already is crazy to me. Yeah, like, what would make him lose a step? I I mean I would just think age. I guess he is older now. Yeah, I mean, I mean to yeah. me, my, yeah. he kind of looks like he's just not as fast. Um, yeah, but that's about it. I mean, he's got all the capabilities still, but he's not explosive. He's not as, as explosive as right. he was. He's twenty. He's twenty nine now. Yeah, and I, it's like because I was trying to think like he didn't take any major injuries, so why would he? But I think I guess when you think about him and A B, right? Like they were smaller, really crisp route runners. Mm-hmm. And they're both like A B is still really good, but he's definitely not who he was mm-hmm. back then. So it, it does make a little more sense. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was literally thinking about this today. I'm like, why is Odell Beckham seem to not have what's like what's happened? But that does make a little more sense. Yeah. It does make a lot person he's as quick, but that's about it. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think the only person who's got away with that is like Tyreek Hill. That's because he's made of other stuff. His yeah. his speed, his speed is just like here. Tyreek Hill and Deshaun Jackson are still like so fast. Yeah. Deshaun being fast is insane to me. Do you yes. rather you rather Deshaun play with Navi McNabb, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm like, yo, how is he still fast? Yeah. It's like every year Deshaun gets at least one of those touchdowns. Like, how? Yeah. How is he still doing this to y'all? <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, it is, man. It is. That man oh. was a rookie with McNabb. I know, dude. I don't was back in the was it Deuce Staley the running back? <laughs> or no, uh, Westbrook was no. running back still, I think. Yeah, Westbrook. That's what I'm thinking of. But Staley Kurt was, Warner was uh, Arizona. Kurt Warner was Arizona Cardinals quarterback because they beat us oh in the NFC championship that year. Yeah, that's crazy. They made Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Insanity. <laughs> really insane. That's a throwback. He in the whole Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Speaking of. Yeah. Wide receivers, and well, I'm trying to figure out how to segue this something, but anyways, it works. Cooper Cup. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. I just learned this fact earlier this week, so I wanted to bring up? it up to you. Um, do you know before Cooper Cup, do you know how many wide receivers had won the triple crown? I'm, I'm quizzing um, you here. Oh, this is a good one. I want to guess four. So, Coop is actually the fourth. Really? Yeah. Nice. So, so can nice. you get can you guess the three? Okay. I'm going with Jerry Rice's one. All right. Ding ding ding. Um 
I would like to say Randy, but I feel like Randy caught too many touchdowns leader in receptions. Because like when Who? you catch that many touchdowns, Randy Moss, but when you catch nope. that many touchdowns, I don't think you can make the list. Uh, I guarantee I like, you, Titus, oh. these um, two people, I'll be very impressed if you get it. Lynn Swan. No, okay, too old. <laughs> I don't okay, too, I don't, I know who, too I don't even know what year Lynn Swan is. <laughs> Chris Collinsworth. No, you want me to give you a year you on like the uh, hill? Yeah, give me, give me, yeah, give me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I can years. give you the exact years. I think it was 1990 and 2005, I believe. Ooh. Okay, oh five. It was cold enough. To to do it once? Nope. He didn't. Okay. I was gonna be really obvious and be mad at myself. It's not. It's not. It's not. Obvious. It's not. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1990, 1990. Andre Rosen. Nope. Mm. I think about 90s wide receivers. Chris Carter wasn't playing in the 90s yet. I don't think. I'll give you a hint of who he is. Okay. He's got a very famous brother who was also an NFL player, a Hall of Fame NFL player, and he has his own TV show now with Skip Bayless. Oh, uh, Shannon? Yeah, so his brother. Shannon Sharp. Uh, what's his brother's name? Sterling. Sterling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da- see, I kept seeing Thrill Davis. And I kept seeing Broncos, but I couldn't see. Yeah, <laughs> Sterling oh, yeah, Sharp. Yeah, yeah. Sterling Sharp so, did it once. Yeah, in 1990. Yeah, that's right. With the Sterling Sharp was... Cold. He's had injuries that ruined that messed his career up. That's yeah. right. Because Sterling would have had a great career. That's right. Oh five. I yeah. I wouldn't guess that. Oh five. I I don't know. Greg Jennings or Donald Driver. No. Tory Holt. No. Okay. I'm out. That's my last Carolina one. Panthers. Steve Smith. Yes. Really. Yeah. Wow. So wow. Sir, Jerry Rice, Sterling Sharp, Sterling Sharp, Steve Smith, Steve Smith, and Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. Wow. Interesting. I would not have. It is as a crazy group, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would not have put that together. I would not have guessed. I would not have guessed Sterling Sharp at all. No. No, yeah. me either. Me either. <laughs> R.C. Smith, but I guess Steve does make sense. He was all Jake DeLone had. Ooh. Yeah, I need to look. Let me double check that year. Because for some nah, reason, I, think... I was thinking that was a Cam year. But 2005 nah, nah, nah. is way too early for Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. way too early. Um, <laughs> let's see. It was 2005. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the year after their Super Bowl. No, two years after Super Bowl appearance. They were still a good team for a while, I believe. Yeah. He had 103 receptions, 1,563 yards, 12 touchdowns. I mean, those aren't even like crazy numbers. I mean, they're good numbers. <laughs> yeah. But they're yeah. not crazy. Like, right. But yeah, shout out. That was our not the experts trivia for the week. I like so, this. I yeah, like on <laughs> go quiz y'all's uh, friends. Right. right. Um, I have a hypothetical question for us to discuss when we get done with the show too, or when we get done with the main part of the show. I think to close it out. Yeah, it can, be a, it can be a bonus. It can be a little bonus episode. Bet. A little bonus. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if we have anything to say on this, but um, I, w- I was told you know we could improve our pod by including more news in it. So here's another news okay. that just came out earlier. Let's do it. Um. There is now video evidence. The police say that uh, Alvin Kamara did what he is accused of. Any thoughts, Titus? Um, stay out of the club, man. Stay yeah, bro. Why does it always got to be bro. in the club, bro? <laughs> like you were in a Las Vegas club the, yeah. at like what five thirty in the morning? Is that what it was? Ooh, I don't even good. know the time. I think that's when the dude nothing, showed up. 
Oh, or like yeah, when you nothing, call the cops or something. Nothing good is going to happen to you in a club mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Over, it's just not. It's mm-hmm. it's time to go home, Alvin. Mm-hmm. I do want to know exactly how this interaction went. But I, I would like to see the video because I know what the police report says. And mm-hmm. they said the video backs it up, but I do want to see exactly how it went. Because what was, he said, he said he came up and tried to get in the elevator and they pushed him out the elevator or something like that. I actually have no idea like what went on. <laughs> I've barely yeah, read I, any. I think, okay, of let, me, this let, stuff. Me pull that, let me pull that police report because I saw it on our NFL earlier. Let me pull it up real quick. Give me a second. Because I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. But the fact is, um, Alvin, as much as I am, um, you know, I, you know, I'm pro fans getting punched in the face, Levi. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm not pro is breaking of orbital bones. Yes. As an as an MMA fan, I've seen broken orbital bones. They look Nasty. really awful. It mm-hmm. seems to be terrible. I don't, I don't wish that upon anyone. So, yeah, uh, here we go. All right, here's a police report. Um, I'll skip the first sentence. February 5th at 1750 hours, 750 hours. This is at 6.30. Okay, thank you. A call for service was generated at Sunrise Hospital. Darnell Green was the victim in the event. Oh, we got a Darnell in this situation. Was the victim in the event and was receiving medical attention for his injuries. This incident occurs at, occurred at Cromwell Casino at Dre. Is it Dre or Draws? Dre, right? Club Dre? D-R-A-I-S? I thought that I was silent. I can't remember. The Dry After Dark Club was located at... Okay, well, that doesn't matter. It happened at 6.30 hours, so yeah. Uh... Detective Bone, Detective Bone responded to that's a good detective name. Yeah. By the way. It is. Like if I see you on first 40, I'm like, he about to solve this case. Yeah. If I'm Bone, going through Bone a, get to the bottom of it. If I'm going through a phone book for detectives, I'm choosing, I'm calling Detective Bone. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, he responded and spoke with Green in a recorded interview while he was in the hospital. In Green's interview, he was still shaking and in pain. He was able to recollect the fight and describe one male, but he said it all happened so fast he couldn't get much more than that. Green says he was leaving the club for the night and made his way to the elevators. There was a group of people waiting as he started a conversation with one of them. As soon as the elevator opened, Green and the large party he was speaking with began walking towards the open elevator doors. One male, who later be identified as Alvin Kamara, put his hand on Green's chest, stopping him from walking into the elevator. Green pushed Kamara's hand off his chest. Green stated he was pushed hard, causing himself to stumble. He was pushed hard, causing, yeah, yeah, causing himself to stumble, stumble back. After Green was pushed, he states he was being hit and kicked by multiple people and lost and lost consciousness. The only one Green can remember is described as a black male in his 20s. He was approximately 5'10", muscular, and had either dreadlocks or braided hair. The suspect was either wearing a gray or gray, gray shirt or gray sweater. Green sustained an orbital fracture on his right eye and was told there's a chance he may need surgery. His eye was swollen so much that he can't open his right eye. The lower over the, lower over the bone is what helps support the eye stay in place. And with a fracture of the of the sort, it can limit movement of the eye and cause double vision and other possible vision or balance. So yeah. Um the thing about this also, don't don't um knock a dude out and then don't knock a dude out in the club um, and then stay to play in the Pro Bowl. You'll want to level high. It's time yeah, for you to leave. I thought this happened the night after or the night of the Pro Bowl. And right. I did not realize this happened the night before the Pro Bowl. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, oh, Kamar had an interview as well, by the way, with the cops. Okay. Here we go. So Kamar said he was with his girlfriend, Tia, his assistant, Reagan, and a couple of his friends being Darren Young and Percy Harris. While they were waiting for the elevator to open so they can leave the club, they were hanging out talking. 
The elevator opened and they all started talking. They all started to walk in. Kamara remembers Green calling one of the calling one of the friends ugly and then later said, I whoop your whoop too. That's a dangerous thing to say. Ooh. That's yeah. Kamara said he saw a fight break out next to him. He saw Green get punched. Kamara threw a couple punches, thinking the guy was running away. Kamara doesn't remember if he punched Green while he was on the ground. It was a congested area and hard to see what was going on. I presented Kamara with the photos that night. Kamara pointed out himself, Percy, and Darren to give us an idea of who everyone was. When asked why Kamara punched Green, Kamara indicated he thought Green was running away and had done something to his group, so he chased and punched Green several times. Video disputes this, showing that Green was not running away, but had in fact just been punched by Kamara, by Kamara's associate, and then Kamara immediately attacked him. Um, so what this sounds like to me, Levi, is my man hit you, so I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, like this. This does what it sounds like. That's how it usually goes. It is how it usually goes. Yeah, it just can't. This, this can't go like that if you're the athlete, right? You don't mm-hmm. want money because if the dude, if the dude hit him first, which it did, that that reading did say the other guy hit him first. You know he's gonna remember the dude with the money. I yeah. remember you. I'm definitely gonna remember you. You are the one I will remember because I'm coming. <laughs> Telling yeah, people uh, you got beat up by an NFL superstar is way better than, good, you right? know, uh, you just got beat up by some you, random dude. Do you remember that thing earlier this year where Aaron Donald got some dude uh, try to get Aaron Donald, saying Aaron Donald had beat him up, but Aaron Donald actually saved him? Uh-uh. I, I didn't see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to Aaron Donald beat him up. Aaron Donald actually, like, I think kind of helped him get out of the situation. He was going to jump. <laughs> but he, he saw a big dude over him. Yeah, a real big dude. He's like him. It was him. Yeah, I get hit so hard. It had to be him. So yeah, I mean, I'm uh, doing that too. Uh, I'm just trying to get some money too. In that case, right. so uh, yeah, yeah, he's got a lot yeah. of money. He, he ended up dropping. I think he ended up dropping <laughs> and apologizing because he realized he was wrong. Dude ended up giving a whole apology. He's like, I'm so sorry about that, and I respected that for sure. Dang, <laughs> people were coming at Aaron. People were coming at Aaron about that. He was like, I, I respect he apologized, but um, yeah, Kamara, man, this is why he's gonna be. Don't be no situation, man. You don't need to be in a yeah. situation, and you need to check your friends putting you in that situation. Yep. Because that mind, that mentality is real. My friends swing. Your friends swing. You obviously naturally gonna swing. It's exactly. just the consequences are much more dire for you in those situations, man. So he yeah. NFL is probably gonna sit him down for a few weeks. Um, I don't know how stiff the penalties are in Vegas because I know they they like to not play games with these athletes out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the new football team, I think they getting real sick of it. They're trying to send some messages. So, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully everything works out. I hope uh, Darnell is okay for real because orbital fracture is not a game, and I really hope he's all right. Um, long term. So, hope everybody can turn out okay with that, and hope lessons were learned on all sides. Yeah, uh, be careful who your friends are. That's uh, right. Or don't That's don't uh, associate yourself with someone who's no, very quick to swing. This is um, a lesson that I learned as a battle rap fan. Right, battle rappers say it all the time. Like battle raps come from very real places. A lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. And they always say there are certain friends I can't bring to battle raps, battle rap events, because they don't understand this is all like their words are going to be said. I can't bring y'all. I can't bring them everywhere. <laughs> you got to know which friend. They would be like, I can't bring all my homies out because a lot of them don't understand what's going to go down. It'll go left. So we just can't. They can't come. Um, yeah. This is this applies to the friends you go to the club with at five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's already a high risk, volatile situation to be at the club at five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And if you're there and you got the you got the homies with you that don't know how to act in those situations that, that can make stuff go left, mm-hmm. they don't need to be there. Yeah. There's there's not the ones you take. Take take me. Cause I'm at 5 30, my, my social battery is dead. I'm ready to go home. Like, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, bro, can you please just not just just not say anything? I just wanna we just wanna leave. 
I'm yeah. social battery is dead by that point. We getting home because I'm, I'm rushing everybody at that point. Hey, y'all ready mm-hmm. to go? Y'all ready? Y'all ready to go? I'm, I'm, I'm I start walking real fast. Everybody mm-hmm. gotta keep up with me. All right, yeah, we gonna get out of there. You gotta have those type of homes. Those type of homes you gotta take <laughs> you in those situations. Exactly. Like, that's what you gotta do. Exactly. You know what I'm that's kind of where you have shifts of homies. You know, I got my yes, 7 p.m. Yes. to midnight mm-hmm. homies. And then I got right. my, you know, 12 to 3 homies. <laughs> you got to know which homies you need for which situation. Yeah. Bro. And you need your you most really responsible do. ones for the 3 a.m. to uh, you Facts. Know, 7 a.m. Facts. Yeah. That's the most dangerous time. Exactly. That's the most volatile time of night, for sure. So, yeah, exactly. I really do hope everything works out okay for everybody, man. Straight up. Come on, if I get suspension from the NFL, it'll be deserved. I'm not going to like, be disputed, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, I guess that's something that uh, our boy Dennis Allen can, uh, we'll he can deal with it. Yep. Yeah. Welcome to day one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do <laughs> um, you think that was an interview question? How are you going to deal with this Kamara situation? <laughs> probably. Probably. Well, it said, you know, the thing said they informed me he'd be getting the job. So I wonder if they were like, hey, man, so it's yours. You yeah. Know, what, what's yours? The job's yours. Yeah, it's all you. Um, oh wow congratulations yeah by the way Alvin Kamara might get suspended he's in Vegas right now yeah uh, let us know what you need we'll talk to you we'll get all the content to your agent see you soon bye probably exactly <laughs> what happened <laughs> all right you ready to get into these uh coaching hires absolutely great the, time yeah all the spots have been filled correct I believe so yes yeah well um do you want to do it like this? I actually have, do you want to give each individual grade or I have uh, four questions here that we Ooh. could, the four questions are, who do you think was the best hire, the worst hire, the most surprising hire, and who can make the biggest impact year one? Oh, I like this. This is fun. This is very fun. Bet. Okay. Well, let's do it. So let's do the questions. Titus, who was the best? Oh, we, yeah, we missed the whole hire. hire. We didn't talk about Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, we Can didn't address it? Nathaniel Hackett? We didn't. Can he hack it? I thought we addressed him in the previous one that has not been released yet. Did we? It's very possible. Possibly. Um, my take on that, on the I came with the I came with the take when I was thinking about the show today. I did come with a take for it. My take on huh. that is he will be, I, I don't know what to do with him until unless they find him a quarterback. And yes. they haven't found one yet. So they find him a quarterback. We'll see what he can do. Maybe A-Rod. Maybe so. Maybe, Maybe so. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go. We'll go. That's my take from Nathaniel Hackett. Uh so which one are we going with first? Best uh, hire. Titus Majors, who was yes. the best hire in your opinion? Um, I think because of pedigree, I might have to go Doug Peterson. Ooh. Because he does have a pedigree as a Super Bowl champion. He does. Um he Set a, he set a solid culture in Philadelphia. I can't knock what he said in Philadelphia. He set a solid foundation, a solid culture. He was a part of a rebuild from one of the worst eras in Philadelphia history, mm-hmm. one of the worst two-year periods in our history, with that the man in UCLA, whose name I will not say today, um, you know, the other Kelly, who I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he did set apart a nice reset, and I think that's a good hire for them just because it's a stable force. If it didn't turn out to be a winner and success thing, that's a stable force as opposed to the last hire that you had, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, this wasn't a splashy hire. This was a, just go get someone. Just go get a solid coach. Um, mm-hmm. I think Doug deserves another shot. I do. I, I would never say he didn't deserve another chance, even though I've, I've had my doubts with him, but I do think he deserves another shot. I think it's a good hire for them. So I think yeah. that might, that may be what I'll go with. How about you? 
I may need some uh, forgiveness on this, and I hate Uh-oh. to do it, but as I look Uh-oh. at this list, I might have to go with, I think the New York Giants picking Brian Dayball might be the best fit for me. And Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, um, I mean, offense is where they, that's where they need to address right there. For and Lord they have mercy, the most yes. talent. Yeah, exactly. They've just been yeah. wasting talent on that offense for the past few years. And mm-hmm. we saw Brian Dayball work uh, Jesus Miracles on Josh Josh Allen and that Buffalo right. offense. So right. maybe he can bring that holy water to New York. Yeah, yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. I don't hate that at all. And I think the Giants organization, like the fact that John Mara publicly said they've done everything they can to screw up Daniel Jones, the fact that the owner's taking that much accountability said they're ready to actually – maybe step up and figure some things out yeah. uh, in terms of what they're doing, you know, and then maybe if it doesn't extreme, work out, they'll hire a black head coach for the first time. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And maybe it doesn't work out. They'll look at a, a black head coach the first time in their entire franchise history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They yeah. never had one. Yeah. No, they haven't. They're the only franchise that's never had one. No, really? Yeah. All right. All right. Black starting quarterback, except for that one time they played Gino and then put him back on the bench. Cause it was like, Oh, Oh wow! Sorry, I didn't know Eli. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Though, I guess the Falcon did the Falcons count just because we had Raheem Morris. Yeah, I think that's, I think coach. that slid him. I think that slid him in. Thanks okay. to the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Thanks yes. to the Falcons. Man. <laughs> We're yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's either they never they never had a starting black quarterback or because that I means Gino one technically counts. But it was like one game, but I think they they've never had a starting black. They've never had a black head coach ever. And can I ask you this? Was I wrong earlier this week when I got in an argument with one of my buddies and I said, I can't remember. It was we were talking about the whole Brian Flores thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, I mean, he's a Miami guy. So uh right, I, was, right, right. I, I was having fun with it, lashing out at him, you know, talking about how terrible the uh, organization he cheers for. And then he tried to bring up the Falcons. And I said, What are you talking about, bro? Like you could argue Arthur Blank might be the closest to the first black owner in the league. Well, I think that would be, I think that would be shot con. True. I mean, I would say, you know, Arthur Blank down with the culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Arthur Blank Blank does, Arthur Blank did embrace uh, what Atlanta is more than Otis would for sure. Yeah, no, no, Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank's man. No, I ain't gonna lie. Arthur Blank's man on that front. Yeah. Arthur Blank definitely, (laughs) Arthur Blank knew what his fan base in Atlanta was and he was like, you know what? We going for him. Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank read the room. He did read. He did read the room. Arthur Blake definitely read the room, bro. So I, shout I got out, nothing to respect for Arthur Blake. For shout sure. out to Arthur on that. It's a, it's a great point. It's a great point. So also, I do want to uh, relate this point to the people. If people listen to this and they listen to like uh uh Bomani Jones, which would be weird if you listen to me and not Bomani, uh, because that's <laughs> the, but whatever. Uh, the point they made. People talking about there might be a black owner soon. I don't think a black owner means what y'all think it's gonna mean, and. I'll just leave it there. Uh, oh, I want you to express. A, I want to know what you a, think. A black, <laughs> um, a black billionaire is not necessarily down for the revolution, if you will. Yes, because yes. You can't do much revolutionizing to become no. a black billionaire. It's not, not a lot of room. No. <laughs> not a lot of room for that. So no. I don't think that's gonna mean that's gonna be the flex that some of y'all think it would be. I think, be, we, I think a, we. Y'all might be real disappointed. I'll be real disappointed. When he gets in there. He's like, I just think the policies here are just, you know, they're good. We just have to work together. It's, it's, <laughs> it says a lot of the platitudes. We just got to work together. Y'all be real upset. Just saying. 
No, no bleed of hype. <laughs> this is a little bit of a different angle, but I'm glad you brought that up because um, it kind of a- addresses a larger issue is that I think we kind of forget too that billionaires in general don't even think on the same. They don't even think like human beings, bro. I no, mean, they're billionaires no, for no. a reason. Um, right. They, they don't. Billionaires ain't coming up by the, boot, by the, by the bootstraps. Really. Exactly. They didn't really they see the ground. They didn't see the ground floor to get there. They didn't do it through being uh, empathetic or a good person. No, either. God, no. you can't get a billion by. No, you can't be a billion by being a decent person. It's not. No. It's just not possible. No. And you know my theory. At some point, that money just rots at your brain, which is why yeah. Jeff Bezos be doing crazy stuff. It exactly, just eats bro. your brain away. That's why like, I don't know what to do with all this money. Exactly, bro. <laughs> like that's why I can't even like get that mad though, or even charge like judge these billionaires because I'm like, I mean, what would I be doing if I had a billion dollars? Yeah, I'd probably yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. let it go yeah. to my head for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, but, uh, I think it's, I think the way they operate is real whack in a lot of ways. But also, if I mean, I try to pay taxes, too. Exactly. You want exactly. some you want some of my money? How much you want? I, how exactly. can I get around this? You know what I'm saying? So exactly. I, yeah, it's the game is the game. But like, I just wanted to it's not it's not what y'all think it is. Yeah, it's not what y'all think it is. Yeah. <laughs> so who was the worst hire? In your the opinion? worst hire. Um. I had to go back. I forgot. Um, let me see again. I'm sorry. I mean, let me go see. Look at Adam Schiff. I'm sure Adam Schiff has all the hires up. Because I feel like there was someone I laughed at, but um, it's not coming to me right now. I mean, I think um, just because we don't know the name and aren't that familiar with it, uh, the defensive coordinator from the Colts, Matt Eberflus. Oh, Matt. Matt. Yeah, I was, I, I, that was the first name I saw. Like, yeah. I got nothing for that. Got yeah, just for, because, for I mean, got for the, Matty. the Bengals are just throwing in – defensive coordinator duds or i mean you know these guys who just show maybe a little bit of potential as a defensive coordinator and they just throw them in i don't know i mean they're not doing anything i feel like they're they're keeping the same recipes if anyone should have hired an offensive mind well matt nagy was an offensive mind i guess oh i forget he was was. yeah i mean he was technically an oc uh but i feel like you're not making the right hires to help justin fields because no. your job should be helping your rookie quarterback who has some flaws, but I think can be, I think we all think we all saw the flashes this year. Like he can be, mm-hmm. he get the right thing. He can be solid. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's like, ah, defense. Yeah. The defense guy. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Their field's terrible. Everything about the Chicago Bears is actually terrible. Yeah. It feels uh, awful. You cause injuries. Yeah. I mean, your ownership's <laughs> trash. I mean, the like, ownership's just, trash. I mean, yeah, you don't know what, they don't know what they're doing. It's the consensus from everybody in Chicago who's been so fed up right. and frustrated with this uh, family. But hey, right. they need to get somebody in that front office who actually knows what they're doing and they do. just they leaving do. it up to the family. And I like I like the fact that they hired they, a guy came up through the through like for the former player and is now in the front office. I think that's really dope to see. I think that's a yeah, really Ryan dope Poles. thing to see. Yeah, yeah I think cool. that's a really dope thing to see. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I have to, you didn't feel confident with your first move. Yeah. First move is still nothing in me. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So which hire shocked you the most? Or were you surprised? Um, yeah, we didn't mention Josh McDaniels uh, for with Oakland as our uh, as a that's best, my, that's my nomination. For surprising? Oh, for surprising. Sorry, I thought you were talking about oh, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. So I was uh, gonna name him as is, best, but I saw him. Yeah. I was like, no, that was the most surprising. Yeah, I, I thought he was gonna say beside Belichick for the rest of the time. Yeah. Until Belichick left, because, I mean, he did bail on the Colts that time, literally. Yeah. So like, I thought he was going to uh just stay there forever. But, yeah, that one's really shocking. I think, yeah, I think that's the most surprising for sure. I mean, Daniels. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, he can step in and have 
instant. Uh, I mean, you could probably nominate him for the next one too. Who's going to make the biggest impact in their first year? I was going to go with my boy, with uh, Doug, my newfound ally. Not my newfound ally, Mike McDaniel. Oh, okay. My- <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I do, I legitimately think that if him there, if he's offensive mind, everyone says he is. I expect Tua. I expect this to be the year we really learn about what Tua is. Yeah, and I expect them to have a breakout offensive year this year with him and Jalen Waddle. I think they'll be, I think they'll be a very, very good offense this year. So I, that was the one I would nominate. It was McDaniel, my brother, yeah. my I'm brother. A, um, just to Coaching go logic. different, <laughs> just go different from you because mm-hmm. I, I actually agree with you. That's one A. I think Mike McDaniel yeah. will be. Um, and then I'll throw in McDaniel's. Josh McDaniel's has one C. I'm gonna put one <laughs> B, and it really. Depends on if they're going to move their quarterback this year, as it is kind of rumored. Um, Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. Yeah. Coming from yeah. the McVay tree. That's he's true. Running a good offense in LA right now, about to be in the right. Super Bowl. Um, and the with, Vikings. With a quarterback, just on... with a quarterback that isn't as good as Stafford, but they can do, he can do some similar things as Stafford, you know? I mean, Kirk is still an upgrade from Josh Rosen. Right, right. And you have the or running not back. Josh Rosen, Jerry Goff. Uh, sorry. Jerry Goff, yeah. Goff, yeah. And you have the running back that you you like in a Dalvin Cook, if you can stay healthy, right? Like, Yes. The pieces are definitely there for them. Yes. They're definitely there for him, him to have a good year, be a good year, for sure. Yeah, with Thielen yeah. and Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, weapons. Yeah, I thought that job would be the job everybody wanted, all the coaches to try to get after, honestly. Yeah. Oh, that would be the one because that's the like that offense is just it's ready. It's tailor made for you. Mm-hmm. You just got to go in there and figure. You got to cover. Like I said, you got to figure something out with the quarterback and everything. But that offense is ready made for everyone. It is. It is. Yeah, for it goes to succeed. So yeah, we'll we'll see about him. I think I think that's a good one. That's a very good one. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, yes, our coaching sir. discussion. So, what you want to end this with? So I was on Reddit today. I want to find the official post because I don't want to steal. I want to give the person credit. I was on the our NFL today, as I typically do to browse and find out what's going on a little bit, right? And a user asked this very interesting hypothetical question, right? He said, reverse all of Tom Brady's Super Bowl results. What would his legacy be? And I was like, this is a fascinating question. The I mean because if you is- if you reverse the results. He has three Super Bowl rings and an undefeated season. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, so what's crazy is, I don't know if you've heard this too, but if you, I think if you divided um, Tom Brady's career into thirds, like the first third, the middle third, and the back third, those are three yeah. different Hall of Fame careers. So, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. I don't because think the, middle, the title The, the best stretch of his hand- career, my bad. I, I, the title GOAT isn't handed out as easily, though. There's still more debate. Oh, is it Montana? Is it Brady? So, yeah, Payton. I think it's actually hurt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Peyton's still, Peyton's still definitely a, a converse, top of conversation there, too. Yes. Peyton is definitely still um, still part of it. Here we go. Uh who asked this question? Disney World 1971 is who asked this, this question. Um, but yeah, so that's a really it's like, yes, three Super Bowls and 10 appearances plus an undefeated season is is why that undefeated season will carry a lot of weight mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but that would also I think 
something I didn't realize was that you realize um Brady didn't beat Peyton in the playoffs after like oh six. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah. Manning beat him every time they played men playoffs after that. Hmm. Right. I, I know. I that. know. Yeah, because he beat him in Denver. He beat him um that year they went to the Super Bowl, of course. Oh yeah, close to the Super Bowl, and he beat him in Denver as well. I think he beat him one other time. So Brady never mm. beat him in Brady never beat him playoffs again. So if that's if all that stays the same, the conversation is much stronger. It's much yeah, it tougher. Is. This back half runs just really. And the thing about Brady is the best part of his career, to me, he didn't actually win a Super Bowl in that. Like the best section of his career, that oh that like oh seven to fourteen was probably the strongest stretch of his career. Yeah, those they beat years Seahawks. like when he had Moss. Right, right. And then the year before that, because they went Super Bowl in that time frame mm-hmm. until the Seattle was the 2014. Mm-hmm. That was his next one. Then he won another, what, four, three, four? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's really crazy. That that question fascinated me. Like, Yo, this is real interesting because the conversation would be so wild if you, yeah. if he didn't practice in dark magic and <laughs> get these rings. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I thought that was that was really fun. I was like, it's going to be a fun thing to talk about. So that means, and also, Think about how many rings spread out. I mean, the Panthers got a ring. I mean, we still have it's cool with me because we still got a ring. We just would have had it mad earlier. The and Falcons we, we, have a ring. Nah, the Falcons have a ring. Yeah. Um, we would have lost championship, but I've been okay with that because I would have had one already. Yeah. Um, yeah. who else did he beat? Eli Manning doesn't have any rings, which then knocks yeah. him out of the Hall of Fame conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. Um, that's good with me because he's, <laughs> I mean, not even shouldn't even be in this conversation, if we're being honest. But the and only reason why he's in the conversation is not because he won two Super Bowls, but he won two it's Super they were Bowls Tom. against Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the only reason, bro. Yes. Um, so yeah, they have a ring. The Rams have two. I think the Rams have back-to-back championships in this situation. Well, yeah, they would. The Rams have back- I thought the Rams beat them one year. No, nah, the Rams beat the Titans the year they won. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and then they – yeah, so they have – no, they wouldn't bad back because they didn't go the next year. I think they lost the next year and then made it the year after that. Mm-hmm. So they have, but they have two championships. Everyone has two great shots two championships. The fans have Steve Smith has a ring. One has two rings. What else did they beat? Uh, Seattle has two. Russell Wilson has two rings. Who, who Tampa Bay beat last year? I'm already, already forgotten that. Now, so Mahomes Chiefs, has that was rings. funny. Yeah, the funny is the funny thing about this is like all these Super Bowls that Brady's won, just about you can always see how they could have changed easily, right? Except for that Chiefs one. I don't know what mm-hmm. would have the offense line would have to be healthy. They had yeah. my new one, a new O line, and then maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> like because other than that, that game was just awful. That was that was a bad time. That was yeah. a bad. That was but every other one you could find, you could find like a player play there that actually would switch the whole thing. Except mm-hmm. for that one. That mm-hmm. one that was just that was like the fixed spot in the time in the timeline in the movie. Like this is a fixed point in time that we can't change. Mm-hmm. Nothing we can adjust. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really, I really thought this was a dope idea. The the looking at the, what the game would be like if he didn't necessarily if he if we reversed it, but he had an undefeated season. Yeah. Yeah, that really that is did. interesting. I like that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's an interesting topic to to bring up as uh everybody's already talking about what Brady's legacy would be with or without that tuck rule. Um, oh, speaking I, I of Tuck Rule, that. that came out last night. Did you see How was it? that? Did you watch it? I didn't catch yeah. it. Yeah, I watched it. It was, I did see he said he didn't think he'd be starter if the Tuck, if 
that call that if anything starts the next year. Yeah, there would be no Tom Brady. Yeah, and um, I I heard some analysis from that today that people thought that Mm -hmm. that was a dig at Belichick. I don't think I don't know why every time Brady says something (laughs) that's not you know praiseworthy, everybody takes that as a a shot at Belichick. I did not interpret that at all. That was just hey, everybody thought you know drew was the guy and two right I mean, right good quarterback i mean he didn't really deserve to lose that spot it was just the injury that took him out he didn't so yeah, yeah exactly i'm going back with my veteran best qb i mean it just makes right. the most logical sense right and like the fact is brady and like brady was having a magic playoff run through one touchdown whole playoff run yeah you know it, it yeah. seemed real replaceable mm-hmm. <laughs> it seemed real replaceable so yeah I, I do think that's interesting what was that charles Wilson up there too right yeah yeah. So uh Brady Brady he couldn't he could uh make a good lawyer if he wanted to because look it's so obvious it was a fumble. Brady still had pretty good comebacks to make arguments that it wasn't a fumble. So the guy was working with nothing and he was turning it into a little bit of something. But I think it made just Charles Woodson more salty, honestly. It, it honestly was a little bit uncomfortable. I felt bad for Brady because Brady's having to sit there and answer for something that really wasn't in his control. I mean, he it can't wasn't. control that, uh, the call. That's the refs. He didn't know what dark magic would do for him. Yeah, exactly. He didn't know the powers of dark magic. Yeah. But th- during that whole interview, I don't know if it was required or not, but Brady decided to wear that Super Bowl ring from that year. So, uh, no, they yeah. definitely made him do that. They made him yeah. do that and they didn't tell, and they didn't tell Charles about it. Oh yeah. yeah That's for yeah, sure what they did. Yeah. For sure so, what they did. Charles is convinced, even though we keep forgetting where it's lost, that that was the freaking wild card game, and they still had three or four <laughs> more games to get through. Charles Woodson is dead set on if they beat Brady they that won. year, they would have won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, that be that's my favorite thing when people lose. Like when you're like, they robbed the Super Bowl. Who said you was gonna win it? Yeah, who told you you was gonna win it? If you didn't get robbed directly in the Super Bowl, you, you can't just play in the Super Bowl. Bro, and, and the Raiders, they're in the wild card round and didn't even have home field advantage. I mean, they were playing right, up in New England. Right. <laughs> yeah, in, in the snow. Now, that call yes. was terrible. Yeah. That call was that call was awful because Lord yeah. knows. I don't know. That's a th- what, a, what a ridiculous rule. Oh, well, if yeah. you pump fake and then pull the ball back in, it's not a fumble. Huh? Yeah. How you get fumble immunity because you pump because you decide not to throw the football? Well, actually, so get- what they're saying is that that was a fumble, or that would have been a fumble if he tucked it, but they're saying oh, okay, he okay. never tucked it. Mm-hmm. But it looks like Which he pretty it. much did pump fake and tuck. Yeah. But they're yeah, saying, oh, he never tucked. They're saying his arm going down like it looked like it was tucked is because it was hit by Woodson. But uh, I don't think Woodson, Woodson wasn't quite there yet. He hadn't, like, right, touched right. Brady yet by the time he pulled it in. But, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely, it, it was out. definitely a fumble. I feel bad for Charles yeah, Woodson. 100%. But 100%. also, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you're going to do that. You're going to sit it and suck on that for years and build it yeah. up as in, oh, that was the Super Bowl <laughs> winning play right there. Yeah, exactly. We would have yeah. won everything. Everything after that would have been ours. Yeah. Like, you gonna, yeah, you can go from wild card and beating the, to beating the Rams. Yeah. All right. Which Brady's okay. best Brady's best case is um, he was like, where do you even talk? Well, I don't know why you're even mad at me. He was like. There, there clearly should have been a flag anyways because when Hood, when Woodson comes in, he does mm-hmm. smack Brady right in the face. And so it should have been, like, technically by the rule book, that should have been called. Uh, did they call that back What's then? That? 
I think that I mean Brady was making it, it sound like did. that was a rule back yeah. then. So uh, it's possible. It's, yeah. it's very possible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very possible. Because I remember yeah. I was driving when they when the head touching became a rule of the quarterback. But I guess that's supposed to a face mask. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I gotta watch that. I didn't rather I didn't rather be them talking to each other. I thought they just had both of them doing interviews, but that makes sense. That'd be yeah, funny. no, it was both them in this at Tom Brady's uh, Tampa Bay man- mansion chilling. Oh, Brady. oh, did Brady produce this? Yeah, he actually did. Yeah. And so at the end of it, um, I mean, it's kind of not really a spoiler, but uh, Brady asked his crew, like, at the end, he was like, all right. He's like, I just want to hear from the people in the room right now. He was like, uh, who who, who thinks that, was a, uh, that wasn't a fumble or whatever? And only, like, one guy in his crew raised his hand. And he said, all right, <laughs> you're getting a raise. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so Brady, I mean, invite people by his controversial Super Bowl, his controversial playoff wins. Yeah, I mean, invite him to the house to make. Is he gonna invite Pete Carroll to his house? To talk about why he didn't run the ball. Yeah, next <laughs> he should. He should. So and Pete. then had Marshawn Lynch on one end of the yes. couch, Pete on the other, and Brady right in the middle of it. I wanted to be like a uh the Steve Wilco show. Like, so let's watch this film once again. Yeah, look at this, look at this film with me right here. All right, so when you call this pass play, Marshawn, what's going through your head? He's just rewinding the clip over and over again, right before the interception. And it's just it's mad petty. That's bad petty energy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but no, it's going to be fun. That's fun. I'm definitely going to check that out, though, for sure. I watched that before I watched Man in the Arena. I'm good on Man in the Arena. Um, Did you watch any of it? Nah, it's just I'm kind of out on uh, athletes producing their own documentaries after this Jordan thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Ah. I would say if you watch any of it, though, um, because I haven't finished it. I think I've seen maybe the first two or three. I started watching it the day Brady. I mean, I got sentimental and the day Brady retired Retired, for the first announcement. Yeah, Yeah, I started watching it. But uh, if you're going to watch anything, I would recommend watch the first one because it does give it's mainly about Drew. Um, Okay. Okay. yeah. Drew Bledsoe in there. And Brady actually talks about that in Man in the Arena. Like, Mm. I mean. I'd already heard that when he said, oh, yeah, if that tuck rule doesn't happen or whatever, I wouldn't have been starting uh, yeah. the next year. Yeah, Brady yeah. kind of rehashes that or says, like, you know, if they just didn't win the Super Bowl at all, right, he would have right, gotten right. that chance. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I'll check it out for sure. Um, but, yeah, so that's all I want to talk about. I think this was a fun episode as always. Super Bowl week. We got episodes dropping most of the week. Uh, like I said, like if I said, I got a Ram. I talked to a Rams fan and a Bengals fan separately today. Got yes. both those interviews done. Uh, we'll put the Bengals one out on Wednesday for Who Day Wednesday. I'm saying that will be Bengals Day, so you can get the Bengals perspective from the a long suffering Bengals fan. And then maybe Thursday, maybe tomorrow. Well, up Thursday, I'll say Thursday. Thursday you'll get the Rams one dropping. Mm-hmm. My homie Jonathan McCoy, you'll get that coming out. So you can get the perspective of a Rams fan who's been around since the early 2000s to the Jeff Fisher mediocre years to now, see how they feel, see what everybody's concerns are for the game, see what they're looking at. And they both give a message to their fan bases for the game, you know? So. Ah, nice. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, we on the lookout for those. And also look out for, I'm going to release our pods from last week. So our reaction yes. to the so NFC championship. Yeah. And our so predictions are in there yes. too. Yes. Yes. I might, I might want to change my pick. I don't remember what I picked. So you got to remind me. The guys made some compelling case. Some compelling cases were made today for both sides. Really? Some compelling cases were definitely made for both sides. Today. I can't remember who you picked. I think we I, – I know I stuck with the Rams. I think you, you – We both got Rams because I think I was trying to be convinced. I think you convinced me of Rams again, I think. 
Yeah, I, I think can't I remember. Did. I think I did. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I be I be talking too much. I be forgetting what I be saying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, one more thing. I haven't told you this, so you might want to edit out. But uh, we might have a after party on the LTBR channel for the Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, in on that. Yeah, turn so, up. Yeah, so we'll put out a promo for that. But on the on caffeine, the streaming app caffeine. If you're familiar with that, if you're not familiar with it, download it just for us Sunday. Go to the LCBR podcast, follow the page. We'll be we'll be hosting an after party on that channel for the Super Bowl. So Pete, come through, check that out. So we'll be live probably right after the game on that on that front. Uh, yeah, so you can come uh, through, check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. Also, follow us on our socials, mainly Instagram. Yes. Just go to Instagram, go to that bio, go to the link tree, and you'll see all of our Excellent. links, including the merch. Yeah, and if anybody complains on uh, the shipping price of the merch, I apologize. Um, I kind of nope. looked into that. We can't control that. So uh, just buy a lot of Word. merch, and the, the shipping will be free. That's so right. right now, That's right. Press yeah. a lot. And then and then we'll revisit it at a later date with our next yeah. batch of merch. Which I should pains, the, people. <laughs> and the third party company we're going through, I think it's like if you, you know, add this much in your cart, we'll ship it to you for free. So yeah, so just add just add much to your cart, yeah. Exactly. The more you add to your cart, the more likely we'll rig the drawing for the uh prize for you, the unnamed prize for you. you exactly. Know? So exactly. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. This was another edition of Not the Experts. Um, before I close this out, like, can I really gloat if I if I go two years in a row picking like my early Super Bowl winners being right? Absolutely. I can. Can I start selling myself as in uh, a handicapper as like Absolutely. a, a bet yeah, handicapper? Might, I mean, why not? Why I think not? I'm gonna start doing that. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and give you know after this Super Bowl, I'm already. You know what? Tune in caffeine for Levi's early <laughs> Super Bowl winner next week. It's a guarantee. That's hilarious. It's only $99.99 to get my exclusive pick for next year, but you're going to make way more money on that when you cash in that bet a year from now. Yes. There you go. There you go. I need to go back and look and like really pinpoint when I made these picks and see what the odds were at that time. Right. Because I'm definitely doing it, bro. Like I've already, if the Rams win this, I'm already putting down some money for next year's Super Bowl winner. So not the experts.